Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and excited to have with me today Jacob Ryman, and he is the founder of Inner Freedom Healing. So welcome, Jacob. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely, and, and very excited to dive into uh, conversations about healing, and um, I want to talk a little bit about how healing our children and, and loved ones can help us heal. But first, just introduce yourself to people and tell them what it is you do and interview. Yes. Hi. Sure. So I'm Jacob uh, Ryman and I run a uh, company called Inner Freedom Healing. And basically um, it's, we do two things. So first is I work with um, small um, kind of high, um, high need groups um, up to six people um, and we work online and I kind of use my intuition and uh, healing experience to really guide them through um, going from suffering of some kind, whether it be trauma or uh, you know, physical ailments or uh, depression, anxiety to joy. And I uh, do that by um, really just guiding them to so they can understand which parts of themselves uh, which which parts of them uh, that are still stuck in grief or anger or rage or or trauma of some kind and to sort of guide them to um, guide them to those parts of themselves in a safe way. And we, we basically um, spend time just just accepting, accepting those parts of ourselves. And that's that's very simply that's that's how I understand, you know, healing works. Yeah, so, I love I, I love your message right there, though, of helping people to get through the trauma, but to get to that place of joy, because I think so many people who have been through trauma or in pain and suffering feel like they can't ever get to that place of joy. Like it's, it's an unreachable goal for them. And it, right. it really truly is possible. Yeah. I, um, I, I was convinced it wasn't possible until recently <laughs> And I was, I just kind of, and what's, what I found really fascinating, I'll come back to the second thing of what we do, but what I found really fascinating in my healing journey was how, um, how I was so used to being, to panic and, and being terrified and just, just, so, so when I was slightly less panicking and terrified, I thought that was actually quite good. I was like, oh, but then I kind of look, looking back on it, whatever experience I had, and I've had obviously, you know, a, a life of, you know all kinds of things I suddenly realized underneath the the you know surface happiness and joy and and you know relationships and everything else I realized how how much panic and terror there was just just right and just just right underneath that kind of 
surface level of, of, of happiness. And once you start to um, actually uh, heal that, that, that blob of, 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 of terror, and, and then suddenly you start just getting, you know, more and more glimpses of just peace and silence. And initially kind of, I thought, hang on, what's, that's a bit strange. What's that? <laughs> what's yes. going on? Um, but obviously as you, as you, um, you know, do the work, um, then yeah, it can actually dissolve fully and you can get to a point of, of just peace and joy. And it's quite, a, quite an amazing feeling. I'm just getting used to it, I have to say, but um, <laughs> yeah. It is a, it is a beautiful, wonderful place to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then, so that's, the, that's the work I do, you know, with private clients. And then um, I, I kind of about a year ago, I kind of thought to myself, well, I could just have a quite comfortable existence just working on a, you know, one-to-one, well, in small groups, you know, up to six people. And we basically share that, share that healing space and share the journey. And it's, a, and, and healings I found is a lot more effective if you're doing it in a group and you're all focusing on a similar uh, aspect of ourselves that we haven't accepted yet through through our heart through you know through love and compassion um and then i thought well hang on there are um, you know millions of people out there that maybe um you know can't afford private work or um don't have the time or so what what how how can i teach the, the process what how can i actually get it out there so people can you know learn it for themselves and it's and it's based on uh, you know breath work intention and acceptance it's very simple um and i'm sure you've got a lot of experience with with this kind of uh you know approach to healing um so i'm i'm you know i've created a a kind of mini healing course which i'm just um, i've got about 20 20 to 30 people t- testing out now giving me feedback I'm going to be reshooting it over Christmas and then launching it, you know, very low, 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 low investment. So people can actually learn the process themselves, but stay safe, um, which is really important as they're as they're kind of, um, you know, accepting and going through the, the bits of them that they'd rather not not go through. But they're there. So you can't escape yourself. But I think a lot of people have a real fear of of facing those parts of themselves which are broken yes and, for sure and, and and hurting so it's so so it's it's the, those two things and then there's a big sort of sort of community that I'm planning so people can kind of share um you know share the burden with each other in a safe supported way right I I find it fascinating in looking back in time I had severe panic attacks for 25 years and yeah um one always thought I was just going to be broken forever quote unquote broken, but two that uh, by, by avoiding things that triggered the panic or by just constantly trying to push it away and the trauma that um, was really creating that, those panic sensations and not wanting to go back to the darkness because I thought it would make the panic worse. Well, that's what I had to do. I had to go back into that and do that healing work in yeah. order to process that and now I don't have panic attacks and now I'm free from it because I did go back in um, which was scary it was scary but oh my gosh it was liberating it's funny how it's it's kind of counterintuitive you know logically and obviously a lot yeah. of things it's, a lot of these things don't have anything to do with logic but feeling but feeling and logically you think well that's making me feel 
bad, so I'm not going to go there. Right. But then after some time, you think, well, hang on, that doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work, you know, avoiding it. And what I found for myself, it really started to limit my my possibility, my potential in life, because then you start, you, you kind of get into a way of living that's just very limited just to avoid getting going there to those to those parts of you and then I they're looking back on it I was like oh my god I was just so you know you you get into this kind of I suppose a rut or a pattern that's kind of safe but I was it was very limiting for me and then I yeah so yeah it's it's a it's a it's a it's funny how we work isn't it funny how we're made (laughs) funny how we're made built created whatever word you want to use Yeah, so true. And I love what you just said about getting into the rut because with brain plasticity studies and learning to change habitual patterns, it is about, you know, mine was a big, I was an avoidant, uh, avoidant behavior of don't drive on the highway because highways scare me. Don't go over bridges because bridges scare me. Mine had a lot of driving phobias that surfaced, but it was these ruts, like you said, that were created but once I learned how to you know, change those habitual patterns um, and do that healing work, I, someone once said it to me, like, as if you're paving over those rough ruts and filling it in and then creating new roads and new pathways. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so, so that's really um, the sort of two, two things I'm, I'm doing. I do um, uh, professionally and, and really it was, uh, you know, it was out of necessity due to my own traumatic childhood and, you know, four, four or five years of living in a, you know, dysfunctional, dysfunctional, terrified, um, you know, mother and father you know, fighting and, and, you know, violence. And, and it was just, and it was so, um, and it was that time of our life when we're kind of supposed to be, uh, you know, building our view of the world, you know, four, five, six years old, and, um, you know, there was birth trauma and then I, I lost, um, there was a, a brother I lost in the womb and, and all kinds of just this ancestral stuff. And I just suddenly, um, uh, I, I, I just went mad, you know, about three years ago. I just couldn't, there was, I just, I'd been not accepting everything all my life. And it just got to a point, there wasn't anywhere, anywhere else for this, for my energy for my emotions that I'd just not been accepted to go and I just kind of lost it and and just yeah it was it was really um not pleasant and then I just got to a point well I just have I just, there's not I just don't have any choice but to just just accept this 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 me and um and it's been quite a journey but uh, yeah it's um it and and there are so many times when I thought it just can't it just can't work there's there's it's not going to work i'm 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 cursed to suffer all my life but then you know you just breathe and you just you just breathe and um and i worked out how you know the the process i use and 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 it's wonderful just to be here and kind of give maybe give people some hope that there is there is a way through this you know that's the that's the key learning, and I'm and, and this is a great that great you're, that you're doing this as well. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you. Yes, and thank you for being here because my my theme is hope for healing. I, mean, I use that hashtag yeah. on everything: hope for healing. So the fact that you said you know offering the audience, offering people who are listening, hope is just huge because that yeah. was I didn't have that for a long time, and as trauma yeah. survivors, um, yeah, um, yeah, hope is what gets us from surviving to thriving. Really? 
That's right. Yeah. And, um, you know, to, to know that there is a, there are all those, there, there's many processes and modalities, but, you know, there is one out there for you that, that will work for you. Um, but I, I think what I, what I, what I find really uh, important is, is that ultimately though, there's always, you know, there's always a, an aspect of responsibility to yourself and ultimately, you know, and, and all the people I work with, friends and family and clients, you know, there has to be a part of them that wants to change, that wants to heal. You can do, you can, you can get to sort of 60, 70% maybe, but there's that core, I suppose, ego or sense of self that needs to want to come out of that because it can be quite safe and familiar to be, to suffer. Um, and, and, you know, that having that sort of, that part of you that needs to want to change that um, can, can be such, can be, um, you know, the biggest challenge sometimes just to get over that part of you that says, actually, I'm really, I'm, I'm in a bad way, but it's, it's, I know, I know who I am here. You know, yes. I, I know, I know this, this suffering is, is familiar and, and I don't, it, it's, it's not challenging and I'm just going to stay here. And some people can stay like that for a long time. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's ha- ha- making that decision that, okay, I'm going to do something about it is, is really important. Yes. We, my sister and I talk about it often about comfort in the chaos. Com- yeah. 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 I mean, that's just where we were. And until I finally hit that wall and said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. All right. So let's dive in a little bit about, um, you know, healing our children and loved ones and how that in return heals us. Absolutely. Well, so what I, um, because of the, 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 the history basically of my parents being in constant, you know, conflict and conflict and, you know, real, uh, real horrible stuff for, for, for many years until I was kind of eight years old. And then, you know, having a kind of, traumatized but relatively kind of okay life life through my you know 20s and 30s and um, early 40s and then I basically started doing the the work of acceptance and and kind of connecting to the to the parts of us you know with parts of our um, system our, our subconscious that are just you know freaking out because some the subconscious there's no concept of time if there's something that's some trauma that happened as I'm sure you, you know, can, 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 can kind of um, uh, agree with. So if something happened when we were eight, that's totally terrifying, then it's still there until you actually go into it. Right. Right. So, so while I was kind of working on my own healing journey, I, I kind of realized that there was a big part of me, of my rage and terror that was actually my father's. Yeah. And I kind of, realize that when I set the intention that I'm working with the part of me that's my father it's obviously still me it's not it's not his conscious it's not his you know conscious self but it's his because you know we are from our parents right we know we are conceived so we have their energy consciousness as part of us right obviously and so when I realized that I was conceived with a lot of his rage because he had a traumatic childhood and you know his his grandfather and it was and I suddenly realized I was okay so it's not just us it's it's our parents and and maybe the the, the experience they've had and obviously you know war or, or famine or you know whatever it might be abuse was came up a lot in my kind of family and um 
and so yeah and i sort of realized how you know how important it is and then obviously if you have children then that part of you is in them so if there's a part of you that's traumatized because at conception they you know we are of our parents and our, of our of our ancestors then it's really important to realize that it's a kind of cascade isn't it of 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 who we are right yeah, i mean that's, that's really powerful i mean i've heard I, i've talked about it before and i've heard about it before but just the words that you just said about your father having rage and i mean it's just it's resonating with me because i right. really never thought about it in in that in that kind of uh, angle before yeah very yeah good. yeah and so um and then uh, you know a lot of the work i do is also for um obviously emotional issues but obviously physical health health challenges as well and you know um when you kind of realize how much of your physical body can be due to having just stress and trauma from your parents and how it all just kind of fits together it's such a fascinating kind of patchwork of things that that make us who we are right um but the so coming back to the point about the the, the the parent thing, so if you have children and you heal aspects of yourself, then obviously that of you in them will also be healed, right? Because we're, we're you know, we're of, we're, of, we're of ourselves, but obviously we have our own uniqueness and personality. So, you know, it's kind of, I suppose you could say there's the, you know, parental bit and your unique consciousness and it's a kind of combination of these things, right? And then, and then I realized that basically the more I, and it's very, it, it, it's just about accepting with compassion, but being focused on the right part of us, yeah? So I suppose the trick is knowing, well, what am I, what am I actually focusing on to, to, to heal, to accept? What is it? And once you kind of work that out a bit and you know, that's the, one of the main thing I do is, is how do you, how do you know what you're focusing on? You know, where, where, where am I putting my attention to, 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 to heal, to accept this part of me? Once you do that, you start to realize how, um, what, what we want to have from our parents is just the love that they felt for us. Yeah. And whether they could consciously do that or not, that's a different thing. That's their own life story, life history, which we can, which we can also accept. So if there's, you know, rage from my father because his mum left him. She had to run away from the communists and, and it was all really, you know, terrible for him. But he was repeating those behaviours in his marriages. You know, my mum was wife number two out of five and et cetera, et cetera. But the point is, is that there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of unaccepted emotion uh, in that whole story, right? So once you realize that you know that the anger that i may have been feeling at some point i was like well why am i even you know what why is what it's there you can't deny it's there but why am i getting angry about that i mean christ it doesn't make any sense and then i realized oh okay well i'm also my dad right so so then it was a process of accepting that and then you you sort of get to a point where you've kind of accepted everything and you can start to feel joy in a very simple <laughs> simple um way yeah, yeah. I I like to think of it as like this big ball of Christmas lights, and and it's all tangled up, and we just have to untangle it. And it, and it 
just you talking just made me think about kind of untangling the parts of my dad and the parts of my mom that are, are, are wound in there with me. Yeah, and um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I love it. So another question that, that I wanted to dive into is how our lives are a reflection of how our subconscious mind is. So can mm. you, can you touch upon that a little bit? Of course. Yeah. So, so for example, um, so the way I see um, us is that basically, let's say, for example, you might, um, okay, you might be repeating the same behavior that doesn't serve you, okay? It might be in relationships or with career or you know, financially or, or whatever it might be, okay? So there's always a reason that we're not um, in joy and we're, we're not just, you know, just glad to be alive and just going, wow, this is amazing, I'm alive. I'm, 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 just, I'm just here looking at my garden. I'm talking to this wonderful lady on the other side of the planet and we're talking about really you know important stuff and it's like well that's just amazing that i what else what i don't need anything else right but if we're not then obviously there's something in us that's that's going oh no or this is terrible or this is terrifying or you shouldn't be doing this or you can't do that da, 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 da. and there's obviously somewhere in our subconscious there is a part there's an energy uh, field of somebody's emotion whether it's our unaccepted experience or from our parents or if we've been in a relationship a long time or from our grandparents whatever it might be there's a part of us that's ultimately you know rejecting what is yeah there's a part of us that's saying i don't want this i want something else but you can't have something else because what is is i am sitting here talking to you right i can't argue with that but there's a part of me that might be going yeah but i shouldn't be doing this i should be doing something else and then you the, the more of these parts of us that are wanting to not be just here in this moment in joy the more conflict we have in ourselves and the more that kind of plays out in our in our life doesn't it right because we we we, we might not know where we're going in life we might not know who we are we might want to keep on choosing things that a part of us wants but isn't actually in our in our interest and so that's what i mean by that you know just as that kind of if we're not enjoying wonder in this moment there's, there's a reason for it and it's our job to kind of work out well, what is it and to, to to heal that part of us yeah beautiful i practice mindfulness practices almost every day and it yeah. Exactly for that thing. I mean, I'm that crazy lady that stops and notices the ladybug and says hi to it. You know what I mean? Because it really is about finding the joy in the moment and yeah, um, yeah, being being at peace with with the now and what's here, right, right here. Yeah, exactly right. And and the the the, the you know the, the the ego, the the part of us that keeps on wanting to you know rush ahead and rush rush away and and not not just be here um and you know mindfulness and you know i suppose every spiritual practice is about um lessening the the the, the influence of that it's obviously it's us it's not about getting rid of it but just you know rebalancing between that and the, the kind of essence of who we are and um and and kind of getting that balance back so you can live your practical life and you know pay the bills and 
everything else, but do it in a way that's that's joyful and and in wonder rather than, you know, just being fully wrapped up in it so that you can't actually uh, enjoy the enjoy the moment. Yeah, very powerful point. What you just said is not getting rid of it because that's so true. The trauma, the history—it's—it's it's still a part of who we are, and it's—it's it's not a matter that you're going to make it go away forever. But it is about—I part of what your theme and you, you work with is acceptance, and it is about yes. accepting that yes, this happened. Yeah. Do the healing work; it's still a part of you, but you can still live this amazing life right. filled with joy and tranquility. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. There was a one of the uh, my my teachers from a year years ago said, you know, ideally you'd, you want to look at your trauma like a kind of South American soap opera. You know, you're sort of just looking at it, going, oh, okay, that happened, that happened, that happened, and everyone's going ah, but ultimately it's okay. That's the story, and I don't have to, you know, the, the emotional charge of it that 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 has been healed, and it's just part of my life, and I. Because it's not, um, it's not often that, I suppose, even in the in the um, you know deepest of trauma, it's not happening. Well, for some people, this might be different. But even when I was going through my, you know, total terror and, and horror as a little child, obviously there was still other stuff that was not traumatic going on in the in the day. But obviously, you you blank all that out, and you just you just remember all the really challenging things, right? But I still grew up and I still learned how to, you know, talk and I still learn how to walk and da 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 da, da you know. So so it's it, it's about getting that perspective and balance. And if, unless you've accepted and by accepting, I mean, not just that you go, yeah, okay, I accept it happened. But on a deep level where you accept um, that emotional charge every time you said this shouldn't be happening, I shouldn't be getting shouted at or my parents shouldn't be arguing that's a rejection of reality, right? And that's and that rejection of what is happening, that's what stores up in us. And, yeah. and that's the that that becomes the trauma because then it's then we're full of this terror and panic and rage and everything else. But through you know mindfulness, acceptance, but but actually being with it and kind of you know look looking having it on your heart, and that might take some time. You can then actually dissolve that that emotional charge that you of yourself of you of, of your parents, and then you can actually get that inner peace. But it's that doing that work by I mean by acceptance, not just going okay, I accept it happened, because right. then that's just an intellectual um, thing, isn't it? Yes, right. It's almost a soul acceptance. So, and, and you're right. It's yeah. uh, um, the acceptance part. In the processing, in and whatever yeah. way that I did EMDR therapy for right. years, along right. with a lot of other practices, Ho'oponopono, and I mean prayer, and I mean there was just a lot involved in my toolbox <laughs> to process it. But yeah, you're right. It is. It is about um, yeah, releasing and releasing that stored up negative energy is how I thought of it. And the only way that it it came out knew to come out with me was through panic attacks. It was trying to get out of me and it, it didn't know how. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Amazing. Beautiful. All right. So anything else that you wanted to touch upon today that we haven't had a chance to? Um, 
I think what I what I find also really um, you, you mentioned EMDR, and what I found really um, fascinating is how all these trauma patterns can just be stored in our nervous system, and how you know we can have this uh, constant fight or flight, you know, panic response, um, which things like EMDR and, and lots of um, well, not that many things I've I've found. Um, in my time actually can get to that sort of get to the level of the nervous system because obviously um the nervous system is just responding to what messages it's getting from the brain right so and if the mind is is panicking the nervous system goes right i'm, I'm in danger ah you know so um I've, I've i've had quite a journey of discovery on on kind of looking at all the <clears throat> reflexes that get triggered from trauma and the nerve, how the nervous system um, can can in many ways kind of still think that it's still, uh, you know, it's, it's it's 40 years ago and this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. And obviously the reflexes um, can come up with things like dyslexia, right? So if you've got dyslexia in children, then, uh, you know, a, a potential cause of that is is the nervous system just not firing properly because there's some perceived trauma or danger that's still uh, still you know happening um so so working with the kind of intention and acceptance and more on the kind of neurological level has been a real you know really important way of kind of bringing together the the more um kind of acceptance the more um i suppose spiritual side of it to the you know to the brain and to the nervous system and how you can sort of bring them together to sort of speed up the healing process. And obviously MDR is part of that, isn't it? Because it's a way of, you know, um, you know the getting the eye, um, eye movements and the nervous system to kind of release some of that trauma. Yes, for sure. So I found, I found, I found that really fascinating and, and how many people have some kind of um, stress response from the environment that is related to, some kind of unresolved trauma, which they might not be aware of, but then they go, oh, you know, my, my tennis serve is really bad all the time. I don't know what it is, but I just can't get the serve right. Everything else is fine. And then you sort of look at that from a kind of, you know, nervous system point of view, and you, then you can sort of work at, oh, okay, but that, 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 you, you, there's a nervous system reflex going on, which is stopping you from doing that serve, for example. So anyway, I could go on for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, I, I could too. I read uh, the book that Dr. Shapiro, so I guess the, um, I, I don't want to say the founder of EMDR, I can't think of the right word, but um, so she had written this book, um, Getting Past Your Past, and it's about EMDR and, and really her journey into how this came about. And one of the stories, I think it was in this book, and I, I'm not quoting it for sure, but it was a story about a man who, who couldn't, um, he was getting a promotion at work, but he was going to have to speak publicly, like speak in front of a group of people, um, of peers or something. And he had a horrific fear of speaking. And so um, he did an EMDR session and in it, he went back to, because EMDR is about going back into childhood or yeah. traumatic events. And he went back to this time where he was walking with his grandfather, like on this country road in West Virginia or somewhere. And he was about three or four and just yammering away at his grandfather, just telling him a story. And they came across an old farmer and the farmer said to the grandfather, 
something along the lines of, well, if I had a young and like that, you know, talking at me like all the time, I'd, I'd, I'd put them in a bag and drown them like a bag of kittens. And so this, that one little moment, it, the old man was probably joking, who knows, but it had this profound impact on him that speaking yeah. mm-hmm. would then, you know, people want to kill you for that. it's child's logic right yeah but it becomes this then this phobia this fear that's instilled and so just by going back into it and realizing it and being able to say oh oh that's what that comes from he was able to move on and let it go and then take the promotion and speak and not have any more issues excellent but that's yeah yeah that's how it works and and yeah it's in there yeah 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 so yeah it's 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 such a fascinating kind of tapestry of of things that make us us isn't it and how yeah. we can actually kind of choose to say right well I, I'm, I'm gonna start this journey of, of healing um and get get all of me to be fully here in the moment enjoy um and it's uh it's it's, it's amazing to see how many people are on that journey Yes, for sure. Well, my gosh, I, I'm so grateful for you and the work you're doing in the world and um, yeah, shining that light of hope and helping people, really guiding them um, um, down that road. So thank you. Thank you. So how do people find you, get a hold of you? And uh, So um, the website is uh, innerfreedom.uk. So that's one word, innerfreedom.uk. And um, they just need to go to uh, innerfreedom.uk slash hello. And then I list there the healing course that's launched in January so they can register to get the latest news about that. And I also, um, they can find out about my uh, one to what, small, small uh, VIP group healing programs as well. Wonderful. All right. Okay. Well, again, thank you for, for being here and joining me today on the podcast. Thank you very much. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us today. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.